fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We've just had the best decade in human history. Seriously. Let no one tell you that the second decade of the 21st century has been a bad time. We are living through the greatest improvement in human living standards in history. Extreme poverty has fallen below 10% of the world's population for the first time. Global inequality has been plunging as Africa and Asia experience faster economic growth than Europe and North America. Child mortality has fallen to record low levels. Famine virtually went extinct. Malaria, polio, and heart disease are all in decline. Little of this has made the news because good news is no longer considered news. It's the last Friday of 2019. My name is James T. Harris. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Rectech Grill is going to change your life, and I know that is a bold, bold statement, but let me tell you how. Rectech Grills have smart grill technology, so that means you're an expert griller the very first time you use it. The Rectech is a different kind of grill. It is light years ahead because great grilling is all about temperature control. Rectech Grill has old-school customer service. Everyone that buys a grill gets the owner's personal cell phone number. Really, honestly, you do. And access to a team of expert grillers. And the Rectech family has hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, so you're going to be joining a community of grillers that love sharing their recipes and experiencing the Rectech lifestyle. So make sure you check them out. This makes a great family Christmas present, but please don't make a really expensive mistake. People who want the best choose Rectech. Do your own homework. Rectech. Built by grillers for grillers. Rectechgrills.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-C grills.com. James T. Harris sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. I am a conservative radio talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is The Conservative Circus. I am the ringmaster. And the big top is the News Talk 550 KFYI. We are on Monday through Friday, 4 to 7, and we just absolutely love uh, talking about what is going on in our country. We love celebrating the President of the United States because we really do believe that he is part of the good things that have been happening in the first two decades of the 21st century. Now, some of you may argue with me. James, how could you say this? What about Syria? What about the Ukraine? What about Donald Trump? How can you possibly be saying that things are better? You know, it was uh, Matt Ridley. He is a writer out of the UK. He is part of the conservative party. He came out with this article. That's what I read from the opening up the show today. We've just had the best decade in human history. And the byline is something that um, I talk about all the time. Uh, it didn't make the news because good news is no longer considered news. This is something that we talked about yesterday on the Glenn Beck program, how the news 
is not out to uplift how the news is not out to even report the truth, let alone, you know, the truth, the, the story. No, the news is right now about destroying the president, about ignoring his accomplishments. But if you were born or before the 1980s, you remember a world in which there was poverty, famine. You remember the images of the of, of some of the famine victims ar- around the world, primarily in Africa. You remember these things. You remember the disease rates. You remember uh, global inequality. It's something that the left still talks about in the face of human achievement. When we turn our attention to the United States of America and we look at what has what has gone down over the last few years, my goodness. Here's just a few of President Trump's accomplishments. Uh, Fasten safety belts. Here we go. Trump tax cuts and regulatory reform. We had the USMCA trade agreement negotiated and passed. We have Mexico halting illegal migration flows. We have new Central American amnesty agreements. We have border wall under construction. We have lower energy costs. We have lower and stabilized fuel costs. We have the highest blue-collar wage gains in decades. We have seen the largest resurgence of manufacturing jobs in the last 50 years. We have the Korea-U.S. trade agreement, the U.S.-Japan trade agreement. We have the U.S.-China trade agreement phase one. We have withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific multinationals. That was called the TPP. We had the dissolution of the Paris Climate Treaty. I love that one. Approval of Anwar Energy Developments. We have five new gasoline refineries. That are underway. Do you remember when a refinery would go down in Texas? It would disrupt everything. Well, the President Trump has addressed that. We have U.S. energy independence. We are now the world's largest producer of energy. We have the largest employed U.S. workforce in our country's history. 150,000 employer registrations to U.S. trade skill apprenticeships are underway. Seven new industrial steel manufacturing plants. We have a low and stable 1.5% inflation. We have the highest GDP growth amid industrial countries. We have the highest consumer confidence in decades. They're saying that this holiday between Black Friday and Christmas is a whopper, a blowout. We have the highest small business confidence in decades. 7.3 million jobs available right now. We have one-year net employment gains of 2.4 million workers. We have two Supreme Court justices because of President Trump. We have over 176 lower uh, judges, lower court judges. There have been no new wars since President Trump has been in office. We have an embassy in Jerusalem. We have North Korean hostages that were released. 
ISIS has been destroyed. The caliphate has been dismantled. Al-Baghdadi is dead. Ladies and gentlemen, under this president, our country is winning. Are you tired of winning? I am not tired of winning. All last year, when you turned on the television, we were told that a recession was coming. All last year, no, we can go back further. Upon the election of this president, we were told that the stock market is going to crash. The stock market is at all-time highs, as is NASDAQ. Why are we not celebrating this news? Why are we not celebrating these triumphs? Well, in this country, it's because of Trump derangement syndrome. That is a new phenomena here and across the world. We actually have very powerful people who are in control of the media who have sworn to destroy this president because they don't like him. Project Veritas exposed Zucker over there at CNN. Project Veritas has a CNN executives on tape, as well as the CEO, talking about a daily campaign to destroy the president of the United States. We see the derangement syndrome over on MSNBC. We see the president's accomplishments ignored on ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS. There's only half of Fox that talks about the accomplishments of President Trump and the liberal media cannot abide by it. Now we do have outlets on the right. We have the blaze. We have outlets on the right. We have, we have conservative talk radio. And we are starting to see how more and more Americans are migrating away from these mainstream media sources, from these liberal media sources, and they're looking elsewhere. I invite them to come here. I invite them to come to the circus. I invite them to follow uh, pundits and uh, conservative pundits. Because you know what? They may be biased. They may tell you that they're conservative. But they're not going to set out and try to deceive you and lie to you. And that's what we have been. The media has been trying to deceive us in lying to us. Now, there's more. It's not just the fact that we have the left out there who is trying to destroy or the president. I'm sorry, the media. We also have a real strong very dangerous surge in socialism. Socialism. Well, the Democrat Party is pretty much gone socialist. Uh, I think that when we look at the 2020 candidates right now, the strongest candidate is, wait for it, wait for it, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and I'm laughing because that ought to be absolutely ridiculous. He should have been laughed out of the building last go round. But Bernie Sanders cut a deal. He could have called out Hillary Clinton's corruption. 
He could have called out how that whole thing was rigged with the DNC and Debbie Wasserman Schultz back there in 2016, but he did not. And what did he get out of it? Two extra houses and a book contract. He's now a millionaire. And because Bernie Sanders is a millionaire, he no longer complains about millionaires. He complains about billionaires, you see. And if Bernie gets to cut another deal, he won't complain, complain about billionaires. He'll be, he'll be complaining about gazillionaires. But the real thing that's dangerous is not that Bernie Sanders is going to win the Democrat nominations and, and then win the presidency. No, no, no. The real danger is that Bernie Sanders is amassing a, an army, a movement. And he's handing it over to AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And AOC is stuck on the stupidity of socialism. We just talked about how our country has been absolutely on a, a high the last two or three years. We've talked about how the first two decades of the 21st century have been on point. Uh, coming up next. There are people who don't believe that. There are people who believe the opposite. And we're going to listen to them. And I hope that you feel that this is dangerous. My name is James T. Harris. I'm sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. Time is running out on Simply Safe's biggest sale of the year. Simply Safe has everything that you need to protect your home and your family. Their smart lock, video doorbell pro, it, it defends your front door, but it's an army of sensors and cameras that guard every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is ever a break-in, Simply Safe is the only one that's able to give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens, so they respond through Three and a half times faster on average. It's no surprise that Simply Safe has won CNAD and PC Magazine's Editor Choice Awards. With families traveling during the holiday season and leaving your home empty with the expensive gifts behind, Simply Safe's holiday sale couldn't come at a better time. 25% off plus a free HD security camera. But it ends December 31st. So go to simplysafebeck.com now. Remember, this sale ends December 31st. Simplysafebeck.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. We've just had the best decade in human history. We have seen problems that have plagued humanity for, for, for decades, for, for centuries, get addressed. We've seen amazing economies under this president. We have seen amazing economic growth. We have seen poverty, poverty be, be addressed. And yet, we have a group of people out there. And what's frightening to me, we have a group of young people out there that are not seeing what we see. You see, I'm old enough to remember the so-called energy crisis. I'm old enough to remember even in odd days to buy gasoline. I'm old enough to remember uh, Jimmy Carter's malaise. I remember Jimmy Carter sitting in that cardigan sweater telling us to turn down the thermostat in our house to like 68 degrees. My father was like, <laughs> well, I'm a, if there's an energy crisis, 
I'm going to use up what I got. <laughs> Crank that baby up to 75, 76. I remember President Reagan coming into office and, and reversing things, the, the Reagan boom. I remember the Democrats trying to take credit for it. We are living in a period of time right now, unlike anything, well, I will say since the 60s, when I was a kid. We have a whole generation of people coming up right now who do not understand how good it is. Oh, they experienced the horrible economy under under uh, Obama. But they don't believe it was bad. You have a whole generation, or say half of a generation that was set back by that. But they don't believe that that is bad because the television told them that it was good. Now we have another wave here. This is wave is even more frightening to me because in the face of this economic prosperity, we have charlatans out there who are singing the siren songs of socialism. And right now, the most popular one is AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And here she is on the campaign trail for Bernie Sanders. Because we know, once again, that this moment is not about one four-year presidential campaign. This is a movement decades in the making. It's a movement of anti-racist black liberation activists, of immigration activists, of queer liberation activists, of the labor movement. of all people and causes come together and we have to take it to the starting line because that's what we're fighting for uh alexandria casio cortez and here we go once again with identity politics we talked about that yesterday identity politics Black liberation, LGBT, anything but white. Not, not, if you're white and you're male, you're not a part of this movement. If you're white and you're male, you're part of the problem. But I want you to listen to what she said. This is a movement decades in the making. Decades in the making. She's telling you the truth. She's telling you, we're not going to get it all this time. But we're going to get it. We're going to get it in the future. We need to listen to this. We need to understand that this is real. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This election is about the start of this work because we're nowhere near there right now. So we need to fight to start this work. The establishment of an advanced society. Ooh. Ooh. So much for fundamental transformation. She's talking about the start of, a, of an advanced society. 
we're talking about trying to 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 uh, uh, change. We're not we're not acknowledging the fact that we are in an advanced society. No, 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 no. Because the young socialists say otherwise, and then in the middle of the speech, a a chant broke out. Oh, my friends, <laughs> dear Americans, I want you to take this woman seriously. I really don't believe um, uh, that uh, she was the real deal. I, I didn't believe that in the beginning. Uh, when you hear about how she got involved in the in the race in the first place, it was sort of like a casting call. She's an actress. She had some people who were handling her who would tell her what to say. I think that that has, has changed. She's studied up now. And she understands the movement when she sees it. And I do believe we're going to be seeing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the very near future when she's old enough to make that run. 888-727-BECK is the telephone number if you want to weigh in. We are living in a great economy, and yet we have people who are complaining about it. People who are saying that it's backwards. Progress is backwards. My name is James C. Harris sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know, there's a saying in business, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And now the rapid pace of business, it's hard to keep up with those numbers. Can you afford to expand? Can you make that new hire? Can you launch a new ad campaign? How's revenue pacing compared to last year? Now, most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, so they make business decisions without that critical information based on their gut or worse, their fear. And that's why many businesses fail. Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle. This is the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all of your finances all in one place in real time right from your phone or your desktop. So you don't have to guess anymore. And that's why NetSuite customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500 and you can too. Schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide seven key strategies to grow your profits at NetSuite.com slash bag. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today. NetSuite.com slash Flashback. My name is James C. Harris, sitting again for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we're talking about what's happening um, in our culture, in our society, in Western civilization. As a matter of fact, we started talking about what's going on in the world in the last 20 years. In the last 20 years, the last two decades have just been amazing for our planet. Now, I'm starting to sound kind of like a like a liberal here with the uh, whole uh, global warming and climate extinction. But the, cli- the, the, the climate, the planet has been doing very, very well, and people are absolutely in denial about it. Why? Because it doesn't fit their narrative. And, of course, the media. They're going to pick up the negative, the negativity, and they're going to spread it. So if you are a watcher of television, if you are a consumer of of uh, news, what we call the news in this country, chances are you're not a very happy person or you're a person that's like racked with fear. 
And a lot of these crowds that the that the ALCs and the Bernie Sanders are speaking to are young and they're full of fear and they're full of doubt. I got to give it to Bernie Sanders, though. Uh, he pulled in ALC. She's doing some campaigning for him because he just had a heart attack a couple of months ago. I thought that that was going to pretty much knock him out of the race. But here he is. We have seen uh, a senator. I call her Senator Spreading Bull. That's a Senator Warren. She's getting caught up in lies, but what really has destroyed her was her health care plan. Talking about trillions and trillions and trillions, nobody want to hear that. Especially Wall Street, especially uh, uh, captains of industry. But Bernie Sanders, he is out there now. He, even though um, uh, we have the media saying that Joe Biden is a front runner, I do not believe that. Joe Biden can't even pull a crowd of 10 people. I'm, I'm not lying. He got a crowd what was eight the other day. Come on. This is a pretty healthy crowd out there for Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders, you know, with the ALC, our campaign is not only about defeating Donald Trump. Our campaign is about a political revolution. It's about transforming this country. What is it with the left with fundamental transformation? Isn't that what the Obama was out there saying? Funda- we want to fundamentally transform the country. What's wrong with it? And what I have to say about this latest attempt to transform the country, you're trying to transform prosperity. But see, that's what socialism does. It takes prosperous nations and it ruins them. And there are absolutely plenty of examples of this all around, and the media ignores it. Purposefully does not show us what happened in Venezuela. Purposefully. Our campaign is about transforming this country. It's about creating a government and an economy that works for all people, not just the 1%. Meanwhile, when we look at states in the union that are run by the left, run by liberals, by socialists, what kind of shape are they in? Right now, one of the biggest disasters out there is... California. If you live in California, please forgive me. Um, I do not mean to disparage anything that I'm about to say. I don't mean to you know, be hard on you, but we have to acknowledge some things here. We do. Your state is being run really suckily right now. Just bad. Horrible. Just bad. <laughs> it's horrible. You go to San Francisco. You go to Los Angeles. I was there recently. I was in I was in uh, the San Francisco area to see my Green Bay Packers get destroyed by the San Francisco 49ers. It was a horrible experience. And then from there, I went up to San Francisco just to double down on my misery. You could say, what a beautiful city. What great potential. But we all know what's going on. You go to certain parts of that city. The last time I was on the Glenn Beck show, I, I told you something that was encouraging because there was a, a individual who I really don't, you know, hang around in this world. But he was like singing the praises of Trump begrudgingly. He was talking about how Trump is bringing people together. And the one thing that's true about Trump is he, he's about America first. Now things are so bad in California. The, the, the economy is so weak. 
housing problems, homelessness problems, disease problems, that you actually have the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, not taking on personal responsibility for himself. No. He's lashing out at President Trump. He's saying that it's President Trump's fault. Why is it Donald Trump's responsibility this, to care of the housing way, crisis that California well, it's, he's, I, he's president of the United States. Right. And I imagine he cares about people in the United States. And he cares about the largest state in the United States of America. And I imagine if you're president of the United States, any leader like myself feels a deep sense of responsibility to address some of the most vexing issues in the country. In that respect, you would imagine some accountability and some responsibility to be supportive. You, it sounds and like to you're deflecting out. towards him um, that he's the answer to the problem when the housing, the prices of California housing, so, and the ability to afford it is not matching up. I would encourage you to take a look at what we've been doing, which mm -hmm. you may not be familiar with. And I imagine mm -hmm. if you did take a look at what we just did in the last year, mm -hmm. you would see a very different, different picture be painted in your mind. And that yeah, yeah, yeah. If you looked at what we did, it would be a different picture in your mind. What, what do you mean what, what you've done? I'm looking at how it is. But notice, he's saying, you know, the president, this is the biggest thing, the president should be concerned about it. The fact of the matter, the truth of the matter is the president is concerned about it, and we're going to have uh, Ben Carson with housing starting to move in with some innovative uh, ideas to address the issue. My point is simply this, Gavin Newsom, is, he's not addressing the issue. We got other failed governors and failed uh, mayors of uh, blue cities. They don't take responsibility. Here's another great example. You got Jack Young. He is the mayor in Baltimore. And as you know, Baltimore has a, they got a crime problem. They got a murder problem. When Jack Young was asked about this, here's how he responded. There's not um, any lack of leadership on my part. Um, I've been moving the city forward because I'm not committing the murders and that's what people need to understand. I'm not committing the murders. The police commissioner is not committed it. Um, the council not committing it. So how can you fault leadership? It's not my fault. I, I, I didn't do the murders. I didn't commit any murders. The police chief, they didn't commit any murders. Why are you blaming me? I didn't do it. <laughs> well, Mayor, what are you going to do about uh, the crime problem? Uh, wh why are you asking me? Why don't you ask the people who are committing the crimes? See, that's what we get with liberal, uh, liberal uh, leadership. We get excuses. Uh, we've get, we get deferring. We don't get them embracing the situation. We don't get them owning the problem. They come in, they screw things up, and then all of a sudden, people start fleeing the state. Californians fleeing the state, and guess where they're showing up? Right next door, right in Arizona. We, we don't want this. I'm actually trying to uh, uh, advance some legislation that if you are a refugee from the state of California, you are not allowed to vote. When you move into a new state until you understand the political process, until you understand why you were fleeing. Yeah, you can't vote. <laughs> we got to bring some balance to the force here. You got a lot of folks who are fleeing these liberal states and they're coming over into the to what they want to call the red states, flyover country and messing that up with their liberal policies, with no idea of how these policies have ruined. 
They ruined. There are parts of California that are just ruined, and it's nothing more than policies. Not knowing how to have policies, not embracing economic policies that are going to make your area grow. It's like if it, listen, uh, uh, AOC, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, listen, Bernie Sanders, how about if you all go into California and show those politicians how things want to be done? Use that as a laboratory for democracy. And if it works out, then we can take you seriously when it comes to running the country. They can't do it because they can't do it. Because socialism fails every single time it is tried. And liberal policies wreck countries and they wreck states. We have a little uh, impeachment uh, update here. Uh, Some news broke. I knew about this news already. I, I think it's been hinted around the country. But when it comes to the steel dossier that was used to basically uh, uh, um, spy on the president's campaign. Well, we got some more deep staters. We've got some more establishment folks who are being exposed. My name is James T. Harris. Sitting in for Glenn Beck, this is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Eleven student groups, including the Harvard College Democrats, signed a petition accusing their school paper of showing cultural insensitivity for contacting ICE for a comment after a protest against the agency on campus. That's it. They just reached out for a comment. Thankfully, there is something we can do about the madness and the destruction of our civilization by these woke activists. It's as simple as the service you use every day. Switch your mobile carrier to Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only cellular service that donates a portion of your monthly bill to organizations fighting against things like this. Right now, Patriot Mobile is bringing back their buy one line, get one line free for six months if you make the switch. It's really easy. You keep your number, you keep your phone, or buy a new one. Get reliable 4G LTE nationwide service for as low as 25 bucks a month while helping to preserve the country we all love. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash back or use their US-based team at 877-367-7524. PatriotMobile.com slash back. 877-367-7524. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. I'm a talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is the Conservative Circus. Of course, I am the ringmaster, and the big top is News Talk 550 KFYI. You can follow me uh, on the Twitter, on Twitter, by, <laughs> about to say the Twitter machine, dating myself. <laughs> on Twitter at James T. Harris. You can find me on Facebook at James T. Harris Media. One of the things that I love about living in the great state of Arizona is we find ourselves, you know, at ground zero for many of the shenanigans that go on. And one of the great sources that I like to to read in Arizona is an outfit called the Arizona Daily Independent. If you want to know what's happening uh, in the great state of Arizona, if you want to know what's happening even nationally, uh, this little outfit breaks a lot of stories. And and what I love about them is they're independent. You can get some conservative viewpoints. You can get some Green Party. You can get some some socialist even at times. But it's honest. 
not propaganda. It's honest. Either coming from the people who really think this way. So it could put something on your mind. But their content is on point. And back in the day, we're talking a couple of years ago, I was talking to some folks from the Arizona Daily Independent, and we the subject was Senator John McCain. Senator John McCain. And the speculation was that uh, uh, he, uh, being a, a never-Trumper, and he was out there never-Trumping never trumping before the whole never-Trumper thing became a thing. He was one of the, he'd be the, the grandfather, the grand poobah of never-Trumpers. The, the rivalry, no, that's not the word, I'm, I'm, what's his word? The, the Hatfield and the McCoys, what was that? That, was a, that wasn't a rivalry, that was a, a feud. Yeah, the feud between President Trump and Senator John McCain is epic. It's going to go down as one of the great, the great ones uh, in the country. And the hatred that the senator had for for uh, the president is epic. If you remember, one of the promises that uh, President Trump made that uh, he was going to repeal uh, health care, Obamacare. And then we got the whole campaigning on repeal and replace. And even though we were dealing with a lot of never Trumpers, a lot of people who were establishment Republicans. The president was able to get, with the help of the Republican Party, you know, get down to the to a vote of whether or not we're going to repeal or skinny repeal Obamacare in the middle of the night. We'll never forget this for those of us who are political junkies. We, we said it, but we watched this. In the middle of the night, it came down to John McCain. It was orchestrated to come down to John McCain. And he walked up to the front of the Senate and put his thumb down. Thumb down. And that was the vote that kept Obamacare alive, right? <laughs> How many of you think that he did that for the good of the country? See, he ran his campaign on repeal. So now here he is not repealing. And everybody knows it was despite the president. You have to understand this club this president club and the president wannabe club, or I tried to run for the president. That's a very, very tight organization, a tight outfit. And they don't forget. And John McCain felt as though he was insulted by, by uh, the president and rightfully so. But the dossier, the steel dossier that made up garbage by from the, from the Hillary Clinton campaign, that the FBI used to spy on the Trump administration? Yeah, John McCain's fingerprints are all over it. The IG report reveals that the Steele funnel claims through John McCain after the FBI dropped him. It's amazing. Maybe this is why uh, we have the the uh, Senate that doesn't want to really investigate this. Maybe this is why Lindsey Graham is Graham is is hesitant to look into this. I don't know, but we got deep state players. We've got never Trump Republicans, and their fingers are all over this cold civil war. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. You're 
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. After 11 years of hemorrhaging money, the Museum, a 250,000 square foot temple dedicated to journalists by journalists, will be closing. Its last day is December the 31st, 2019. The amount of money that has been poured into this temple, $650 million, you know, to, to, in the effort to prop up this museum is finally collapsed. And I'm going to give you three guesses who the media is blaming for its collapse. This has been a terrible year for the mainstream media. It's been a terrible decade. They've been exposed. And we're going to talk about the stories that they got absolutely horribly wrong. My name is James T. Harris. Filling in for Glenn Beck, this is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We all have holiday traditions. Maybe it's whipping up a special dish or wearing a certain sweater of questionable fashion. But it turns out that cyber criminals have a tradition of their own, trying to take what's yours. Because they know this time of the year, you tend to do a lot more while connected to Wi-Fi. That's why Norton 360 gives you multiple layers of protection, such as a VPN to block hackers from seeing your private info that you're sending over Wi-Fi or a password manager to securely manage all of your login information, real-time device protection against evolving threats, and so much more. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 gives you a powerful layer after layer of protection, a whole lot more than your traditional antivirus. So get Norton 360 and save up to 50% off your first year with an annual subscription. This is an amazing offer. Go to Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. And Save up to 50% off right now. My name is James T. Harris. I'm a radio talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is The Conservative Circus. I am the ringmaster, and the big top is News Talk 550 KFYI. We're on Monday through Friday, a seven, I'm sorry, four to seven. You can also follow me on Twitter at James T. Harris or find me on Facebook at James T. Harris Media. I don't like the media, but James T. Harris, you're in the media. Yes, yes, I am. But we have really seen how biased uh, the media has become over the last, I would say, like 10 years. There was that period where we believed everything we saw on the television. We, we, there, there were big three, and they all said the same thing, and they weren't to be questioned. One of the things that I actually loved about this museum in Washington, D.C., called the Newseum, is that you really did. You could follow that thing. You could go in there and you could uh, see the moments of your life because that's what the news media actually does. You can remember those big moments, the space shuttle blowing up. You can remember those huge moments, those turning points in history, as I used to call them. That's not what we're getting anymore. The turning points in history are debacles. And 2019 was full of them. Let's go back to last January. We've got the Covington Catholic kids. 
The media ripped apart a 16-year-old student seen in a video smirking at a Native American activist on the National Mall during a school trip. It was part of the March for Life. Oh, this young kid was marked. He was an American of European descent. He had on a Make America Great Again hat to other folks around him. And he was out in D.C. marching for life against abortion. Nick Sandman was his name, junior at the school. And he was depicted as someone who harassed along with his peers. Members of the black Hebrew Israelites. Remember, they just got uh, in, in a big fat mess where it was committed murder. Latest shooting. Not only was the media wrong about that, they continue to be wrong about that. You got Nick Sandman suing. I hope he wins. The media vilified Sandman. And uh, everybody was a part of it. Some of the people that we know and love just were all in on this kid. Then we have February. Juicy Smollett. <laughs> That's what Dave Chappelle calls him. Juicy Smollett. You know that French actor? From the TV show Empire? Yes, his name, his name is uh, Jussie Smollett. And he was a guy who uh, uh, said that he got beat up in Chicago in the middle of the night. It was like sub-zero weather. And they poured bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. And, and they were like Trump supporters. And they, they yelled, you know, in Chicago, this is MAGA country! As they were running <laughs> And the media bought that hook, line, and sinker. We were getting lectured to about how uh, hard it is for black gay men in this country. Stop laughing. My producer is in here laughing. Stop laughing. It's a serious moment. That's right. Until... Until the story started falling apart, literally falling apart. And then from that story, we found out that Juicy Smollett had some very, very powerful friends because they got all these charges dropped. And we found out that they had close ties to the Obama administration. But people didn't want to talk about that very much. They downplayed that very much. It's a very bad look. This episode illustrates the, the, the double standard that's in our society, it's okay to lie if it's in the name of left-wing social justice. In March of last year, how can we forget the Mueller report? <laughs> This is this is perhaps one of the media the media's most magnificent mistakes of the year. Special Counsel Robert Mueller unveiled his findings from a two-year unlimited resource investigation, completely exonerating the president of the United States. In other words, the report was a big fat nothing burger. And it was pushed. For years during the media, every single night, there was a new bombshell, the investigation. Nothing. And I believe, uh, even though that was a huge, big bomb a news event, uh, that is what, that, that's at the point in time when the Democrat, Democrat Party started to go insane. 
they had put all of their marbles in that. Actually, I was about to mix metaphors. They put all their eggs in that basket. I don't think you put marbles in baskets, do you? Maybe if you're a kid, try and get one put the other. But why would you even have that? But I digress. April, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. This was a story. This was hilarious because, you know, the president didn't show up. Why should he show up, you know, to get his assets kicked off and just get bandied around? As a matter of fact, I think it was at one of those correspondence dinners during the Obama administration that motivated President Trump to jump into the race. Oh, they ridiculed him. He got the last laugh. Uh, uh, this year at the nerd prom, all they could do was openly attack President Trump and they complained that he wasn't there to take it. <laughs> In May, <laughs> you got Joe Biden, old creepy Uncle Joe. All of these videos come out, you know, of Joe nuzzling next to women and nuzzling little girls and sniffing them. <sighs> what was crazy is the media started making excuses for him. The media effectively killed the whole Me Too era by supporting Joe Biden in this moment. In this moment, that would have like it would have it would have taken most politicians out. This was the strongest chance uh, that the Democrats had to defeat uh, uh, President Trump. That's what was believed at the time. So they ran to protect creepy Uncle Joe, making May the month that the Me Too movement died. In June of, of this year, we've got the media standing up for Antifa. It was the most amazing thing you've ever seen. You had Don Lemon on CNN explaining it, saying, you know, it's right there in the name, Antifa, which means anti-fascist is what they're fighting for. <laughs> Antifa that starts riots on college campuses. Antifa that keeps people from speaking was upheld by the media, was upheld by the news anchor over at CNN. This one escaped my attention. This was because in July I was busy uh, watching my son get married to his beautiful bride. So the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, at, I missed that. But it, it, it turns out that um, while we were celebrating, most of us regular people were celebrating uh, one of humankind's, human civilization's greatest achievements, putting a man on the moon, the media condemned the event because it was mostly white male dominated. You see, there was no, uh, there was no diversity, you know, yeah. It didn't look like Star Trek. You didn't have Sulu. You didn't have Lieutenant Uhura. You didn't have Spock or nothing like that. All you had was white men. White men put a man on the moon. And the media in this era has to castigate them. And I'm not done with this one because this one is just amazing to me. White people being racist against other white people is the end thing. In August, we saw Chris Cuomo go berserk after somebody called him Fredo. <laughs> they said that Fredo, the media, Fredo is now the new N-word. The new N-word. Calling somebody of Italian descent Fredo is like calling, you know, me a ninja. 
there are a few more big events that took place over the media. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what they are because I have come to a conclusion that there is a solution to this media problem. My name is James T. Harris. We're sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. Hiring can be a really slow process. Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It goes out and finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter. He said he was impressed on how quickly he had the candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that is how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. This is why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day and they sing ZipRecruiter's praises. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. The smartest way to hire. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are looking back on 2019. We are looking back on the media's greatest disasters. And what I want to point out to you is how we, we should not be taking the media's word for anything because they lie. Because they're not news, they're propaganda. Case in point. In September of 2019, we have the media making a puppet out of Greta Thunberg. Now, I, I, I'll tell you, when I first saw this story, I was like, wait, something's not right here. This is, this is, first of all, I got a real issue with the left using children, and they love to do it. They love to do it. I remember during the 2016 elections, we had uh, we had commercials out there of little kids, little Hispanic kids cursing out the president, using the F word, throwing up the fingers and stuff. I'm like, what is this? Somehow President Trump is a racist, so it makes it okay for children to be disrespectful. I got a real problem with children walking out, you know, and protesting. I got a real huge problem with that. Maybe that's my father in me who, who skipping out of school. That's what it used to be called, skipping out of school. Now it's called, you know, protesting. We're protesting the climate catastrophe. So we get to walk out. And now you got, instead of trying to stop them, instead of barring the door, you've got teachers and you've got the parents walking out with the students. Greta Thunberg, 16-year-old climate activist, on the autism spectrum. She kicked off this campaign to save the world uh, from uh, climate change. She sailed across the Atlantic on a, on a, uh, I guess a, a sailboat that had a, it had solar panels so they could watch TV and all that kind of stuff. But it was a sailboat. They call it a solar boat, even though it was the wind that was like <laughs> propelling it. <laughs> 
And she lectured the world and the United Nations of the imminent threat to humanity. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Wow. Immediately, we started seeing memes pop up of, you know, you know real children in, uh, in terrible situations around the world. Talk about your stolen dreams. But this is what the left does. And it was it was depressing for me to watch this little girl just get puppeted all around across the stage. Putting her in front as if because she's a child, we're going to listen to her. The climate change experts in 2019 is a 16-year-old girl skipping out of school and a former bartender masquerading as a congresswoman, AOC. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing for the media. October, we've got the Washington Post. This was terrible. Glowing. They gave a glowing obituary for a former ISIS leader. <laughs> Uh, can you imagine him doing that for Osama bin Laden? No. But because that's because Obama, you know, went after Osama bin Laden. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, the New York Post, or I should say the Washington Post, I'm sorry, talking about uh, a, uh, a dangerous terrorist. They called him uh, an austere religious leader, religious scholar. And even after they caught the mistake, I mean, how can you make that kind of mistake? How could you say something? How could you even go there? Well, it shows you their bias. It shows you their hatred for the president. In November, the one of the big scandals of horrible, the, the media, ABC buried the Jeffrey Epstein story. The memes really popping up all over the place. The fact that people would end their interviews, you know, they could be talking about cupcakes and they would talk around and say, yo, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Force the media, you know, to uh, kind of reevaluate here. First of all, we had Epstein who killed himself mysteriously in jail. The cameras were turned off. The, uh, uh, the, uh, the guards, you know, they, they were sleeping on the job. It's just a coincidence, we were told. Nobody bought it. Nobody still buys it. As we're finding out more and more powerful people, we got the Prince Andrew, he's in trouble. The media is doing their damnedest to keep uh, to keep Bill Clinton out of this. <laughs> he was on the Lolita Express how many times? How many times did he go to Pedophile Island? Hello? ABC buried the story. And when Project Veritas put it back out there and they had to, they had that ABC anchor who was frustrated because she had the story. She had all of it. That was all on Project Veritas. And then look what happened. The reporter, I think her name was Amy Robach, had to basically go and recant. She wanted to keep her job. She had to recant. Oh, there wasn't a mistake by it. She told the truth on when she was taped, when she was recorded. But when that, that when that, uh, what, a whistleblower, <laughs> when a whistleblower put it out there, oh, she had to do a 180. She had to back down off of that. And it's amazing because that story, the Jeffrey Epstein story is about powerful people being corrupt. It does have to do with sex slavery. 
it is involved with pedophilia. We're very powerful people, and the media spiked it. Just like the media spiked Juanita Broderick's story about how she was raped by then-Governor Clinton. Then we have the, the December one. The DOJ and the IG report blows up the Steele dossier. And the, for years, the media talked about how the, you know, the Steele dossier is true. It's real. This is the one where you accuse the president of urinating on a bed in, in, in Moscow to try to, to you know, shame Obama, whatever that mess was. It was all fake. It was all made up. What does this tell us? These stories, one per month, 2019 tells us that the media has lost all of their credibility. We are not to listen to them again. We need to question every single thing that they put on the television, and we need to ask, why did they put it up there? That's the beginning. Cut the television set off and begin to think for ourselves. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. Time is running out on Simply Safe's biggest sale of the year. Simply Safe has everything that you need to protect your home and your family. Their smart lock, video doorbell pro, it defends your front door, but it's an army of sensors and cameras that guard every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is ever a break-in, Simply Safe is the only one that's able to give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens, so they respond through Three and a half times faster on average. It's no surprise that Simply Safe has won CNAD and PC Magazine's Editor Choice Awards. With families traveling during the holiday season and leaving your home empty with the expensive gifts behind, Simply Safe's holiday sale couldn't come at a better time. 25% off plus a free HD security camera. But it ends December 31st. So go to simplysafebeck.com now. Remember, this sale ends December 31st. Simplysafebeck.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. We're filling in. We covered a lot of ground on today's show so far. We talked about how this is the best uh, two decades of the 21st century. We talked about how the world has improved, how life has improved around the world, how our country is on fire, red hot fire with the economy, the jobs. We talked about still we're having to deal with the rise of socialism. One of my favorite topics is to beat up on the media. I know I'm part of the media. I'm talking about the <laughs> electronic media. I'm talking about television. I think that television is a scourge on our culture, a scourge, a world scourge. And I think that what we're seeing out of the media right now is the worst of it. Now, I just talked about the news. I didn't talk about what's happening on Netflix or what's coming out of Hollywood. But if you want to weigh in on any of those things, the way to, to reach me is to, to dial 888-727-BECK. And we have some callers who have been waiting to get on this. Let's talk to Darwin in Colorado. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Thanks, James. Uh, 
I look at it in one way. I grew up during the hippie era, and if you look at socialism, that's what they wanted back then. And the main thing is they want everybody to be the same, but they don't want to work for anything. And uh, Absolutely true. I, I mean, they want to redistribute the wealth. Yeah, exactly, but they don't want to do anything for it. It's kind of like the participation award, you know? Everybody gets a participation award, but you don't want to ever work harder to do anything. It takes away all motivation. I absolutely agree with you, Darwin. And uh, the last time I was filling in for, for Glenn Beck was over the Thanksgiving holiday. And we actually talked about how uh, the pilgrims had to deal with this. When they first came over, they were kind of with the commune lifestyle. They were talking about socialism all for one and one for all. And it took a, a, a number of deaths for them to kind of rethink this whole thing. I think that Thanksgiving is a, a wonderful opportunity to to talk about how capitalism not only saved the colonists, but became the driving engine to this great country that we live in today. And you had some pilgrims who were trying to live off of other people as well, who were supposed to show up for work. Uh, they faked like they were sick or they didn't show up until they got their own plot, until they got their own business. And then they realized they, as much as they put in, they will get out. You're right. This whole, it was called the hippies in the 1960s, but this whole mindset, this ideology has been around for a very long time. Thank you very much for the call. Let's go to Ron in Pennsylvania. Ron, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, glad to be here, James. Hey, my friend, I'm just one self-employed little guy out here, but when I voted for Trump, and he said, I want to drain the swamp. I was not under the illusion that he was just going to drain the swamp of the Democrats and liberals. I wholeheartedly expected him to do what he's doing. And that's drained that entire swamp of uselessness. When I pay my taxes and I, I talk to my other regular humans, I don't think one of those government officials knows what end of a broom to hold, even if you hit them with it. They're utterly just embarrassing that I work as hard as I work and my friends work as hard as they work. And then we look at what they're doing. I'm like, dude, grow up. Get a real job and quit whining. I, James, thanks for your point about the McCain issue with the never Trumper. But everybody listening to my voice right now, they're listening, saying the exact same thing. Well, what do I get for my dollar? I, can yeah. you explain what I'm getting? Well, no, you you can't, especially if we're talking about government. And I don't want to break bad on government workers. Uh, as a matter of fact, during the Obama uh, era, you had parents encouraging their children, go into government. You're going to get paid more than if you own a business. There's less risk. You get paid more money. You get more time off. It's sort of like a cottage industry to go into government work. But as things begin to reverse, Ron, you're seeing that with a strong economy, the people who do take risks, people who do uh, build their businesses up, they look at people who are basically doing very little and getting paid very lot, and it's because of government taxation, and they look on that with some disdain. And to your earlier point about this president draining the swamp and it not being all Democrat, it's being Democrat and Republican, I couldn't agree with you more. 
I remember looking at a Paul Ryan on 60 Minutes right after the president was elected. And I was excited because I'm like, now we've been fighting this, fighting for this for years. So now we're going to get McConnell. And we're going to get, you know, uh, 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 Ryan and we're going to get together and we're going to move forward. How wrong was I? Then all of a sudden we get all of the retirements uh, of these Republicans that didn't want to work with the president because they they probably thought that he had been colluding with the Russians. We, we get all of this noise. And then we begin to see, wow, a lot of these Republicans who are quitting are never Trumpers. They're part of the swamp. And so you are correct. When President Trump said he was going to drain the swamp, he was not being political. He was not being party affiliated. He was talking about draining the corruption uh, out of Washington, D.C. And corruption is both sides of the aisle in Washington, D.C. They come together as a team. And we thought it was just politicians. Oh, my goodness. See, Ron's got me going here. We thought it was just politicians. No, we've got Never Trumper magazines that have that, you know, bit the dust. We've got institutions, you know, that feed off of the money of Washington, D.C. that are now in jeopardy. This this thing is a uh, well, what did uh, Glenn Beck said? It's like Hydra. It's got many heads. And President Trump is just lopping them off. <laughs> that's why we need to continue to pray for the president. Now that's why we need to continue to pray for this country. I don't think any of us knew how deep this went. But boy, oh boy, are we ever finding things out. The telephone number is 888-727-BECK if you want to weigh in on the conversation. One of the things that um, I'm uh, we talked about a little bit yesterday that kind of had me flummoxed was the fact that you have um, uh, this attack on Christianity. I'm sorry, you have the Christian Christian institution attacking the president. You got Christianity today saying, you know, this president needs to be impeached because he doesn't show any type of uh, morality. He doesn't have values. I saw something that really, really gave me pause yesterday. I talked about how we got a, we got a, Reverend Al Sharpton, we got these race hustlers, these charlatans out there. They call themselves all holy. They never talk about the scripture unless they're trying to bastardize it and turn it upside down. And this is what I hate when never Trumpers, you know, Republican establishment folks go after the president. It sort of like gives everybody else permission to pile on. And in all these lefty shows, you had the, the representatives from Christianity Today on, you know, on the Christian Post on, talking about values versus politics. And then Reverend Al Sharpton, Reverend Al Sharpton started talking about evangelicals. What? We had uh, Mark Galley, the editor of Christianity Today on uh, Politics Nation last night, and he made it very clear this is not a political position. It's a moral one. And by raising it to that level and, and putting it in that perspective, 
he not only exposes the president, but he exposes a lot of the evangelical leaders saying, I support the president on his judicial nominees. I support the president on a lot of things, which I don't, but he does. He says, but you can't get away from his immorality. You can't get away from his divisiveness, his lying, his race baiting. He laid it out. And I, I think there's a scripture that said, what profits a man to gain the world and lose his own soul? He's actually challenging them that are you bargaining and selling your soul for some judicial appointments and some other things that the right wants. But you've given up the soul of the church. What do we stand for? The reverend here said he thinks. The reverend said, I, I, I think there's a scripture out there. What is the gain the world? Right. Oh, okay. You think that. Um, and, and then he starts, you know, turn it around and use this to bash evangelicals. See, and I think it's a devastating blow. This is a magazine, Mika, that was founded by Billy Graham. They have all mm. they also supported the uh, impeachment of Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton. So why all of a sudden is it so controversial with these leaders that they would come for the impeachment of Donald Trump when they did it to Bill Clinton? The evangelical leaders weren't insulted when they did it to Richard Nixon. They weren't. The, the reason they're so offended is it's exposing all of them that they would take this shameless con man shameless. over con the, man. Uh, the principles that they're preaching in the holy season as we celebrate Jesus. They would sell Jesus out if they sell thought they out. could get something from it is the inference he's saying from his editorial. And that's sad on many levels. Holy cow. I was just telling you yesterday how the left plays this. How in the world do you expect me to take any of this seriously when it's coming out of the mouth of Al Sharpton? Conman? You mean like Tawana Brawley? Conman? You mean like Freddy, Freddy's Fashion Mart? This is the guy who shakes down corporations. Conman? And why are they using Al Sharpton? Why does Al Sharpton have a job at MSNBC? Why was Al Sharpton one of the uh, the the Obama White Houses, like one of their captains when it came to civil rights? Why? No, this attack continues, but it is fraudulent, and I'll tell you why coming up next. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you experience pain on a daily basis, I know exactly how you feel. It can be debilitating. It can control your life. The aches are easy to understand. When it really hurts to do the basic chores emotionally, the effects of pain can be just as dramatic. I have spoken to so many people in this audience that have started to take Relief Factor. The change emotionally is as dramatic as the physical relief, maybe even more. As you might know, Tanya and I started taking Relief Factor several months ago. After about 10 days, subtle changes started to become significant and I've been able to stop taking all prescription pain medications all pain medications entirely and stop the terrible side effects of those awful drugs many on my team here at the blaze are faithful takers of the 100% drug-free relief factor and we have had great success in taking our lives back try it get a three-week quick start package for only $19.95 take it as directed that's less than a dollar per day and if it works on you like it has with me you're gonna get your life back relieffactor.com
You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris, and I just had a little bit of a rant. <laughs> talking about the Reverend Jesse Jackson, talking, saying that the President Trump is immoral, and now backing the play of Christianity Today. And they talk about how he's immoral. But see, they talk about things that President Trump did 10 years ago, allegedly. And they want to talk about how oh, oh, the, the evangelicals, they were against President uh, Clinton. Oh, yeah, see, he did that stuff in the White House. Remember that? The intern? Sorry. Uh, he perjured himself before a grand jury. President Trump didn't do those things. So here you have the, the, the media trying to, to flip the script and then they're using a true charlatan, jet, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Al Sharpton as the foil. It just doesn't work, especially for those who else have been around and we can ask questions. Why Al Sharpton? Why does Al Sharpton even have a TV show? Telephone number is 888-727-BECK. We have Don in Missouri. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. How you doing, sir? It's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Uh, uh, I wish I could hear you on national news. I've never heard you before, but uh, let me get to the point that I was getting to. Uh, when uh, Trump was running in 16, everybody knows that he started the fake news saying that they were fake news. And uh, I agreed with him, of course, that uh, mm -hmm. uh, I remember prior to that, other talk show hosts uh, for uh, about two years prior to Trump uh, running the race, uh, they were also saying that uh, the media was fake news. But I believe it started way back uh, about 20 years ago when Bush and Gore were running for president. I remember hearing a debate between the two, and I remember Wolf Blitzer was one of the news people that uh, analyzed what you just heard him say, mm -hmm. and what they just said, and what he said they just said was just the opposite of what I heard. So oh. I, I believe fake news started way back, uh, at least you know in 2000. You're you're right. Do you remember, Don, during the uh, Mitt Romney-Obama uh, debate, uh, and I think it was Candy Crawley. Candy Crawley was a moderate. <laughs> and uh, Mitt Romney called uh, Obama something on it. It's sort of like you could tell that they laid a trap because uh, uh, Obama said, nope, that's not right, that's not right. And then Candy Crawley interjected herself into the debate, corrected Mitt Romney on his supposed mistake. It wasn't a mistake. And then you heard Obama say, check the transcript, check the transcript. And you sat to sit back there as a viewer like, wait a minute, how does Obama know about a transcript? How does he, why is he telling uh, Candy Crawley to check it? Yeah, that kind of stuff was going on back in 2000 as well and probably before that. It just got all exposed in the last election cycle. I tell you something else that's exposed that we touched about, we touched on this yesterday. And that is this whole rise of racism. We've only got a little, a little over an hour to be with you on the Glenn Beck program. So I'm going to start out with the heavy stuff. And then we're going to get to the lighter stuff as we wind this thing down as this is the last Friday in 2019. Think about that. My name 
is James T. Harris. You can follow me on Twitter at James T. Harris. You can also follow me on Facebook at James T. Harris Media. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If I were to tell you that black men who voted for Obama are not good people and that you should be afraid of them. What would you say about me? You would say that I was racist or in my case that I was self-loathing, that I hated my own people. Such is the convoluted nature of identity politics. Identity politics is, is I think, ripping the country apart because it is primarily ripping the Democrat Party apart. Identity politics is hypocrisy at its worst. And we're going to talk about that up next. My name is James T. Harris. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You have heard me talk about Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and how his pillow has given me a great night's sleep, which I need. Now, from time to time, he'll send me something to try, from pillows to the sheets to the towels. I've loved them all so far. You're the one who have built this into an incredible company and have trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. So Mike wants to do something for you, and that is his Giza Dream Sheets, which are great. He's going to give you an incredible deal. These sheets come with the world's best cotton. They are ultra soft. They're breathable, yet extremely durable and right now the Giza dream sheets buy one get one set free plus shipping with a promo code back remember all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee you're gonna love it and if you don't send them back it's mypillow.com click on the new radio listener specials to buy one pair of Giza dream sheets and get the other one free plus shipping there's also deep discounts on all the other my pillow products that you are just gonna love as much as i do enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117 and get the great radio specials you are listening to the Glenn Beck program. My name is James T. Harris. I'm a radio talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is The Conservative Circus. I am the ringmaster, and the big top is News Talk 550 KFYI. We're talking about identity politics here. No, if I would have told you that, of course, all hell would have broke loose. But I didn't say that. Actually, it was Michael Moore. And what Michael Moore says, white men who voted for Trump are not good people. You should be afraid of them. He said this in an interview with Rolling Stone. Sick now, of, I'm just, I refuse to participate in post-racial America. I refuse yeah to say because we elected Obama that suddenly that means everything's okay. White people have changed. White people have not changed. Two-thirds of all white guys voted for Trump. That means anytime you see three white guys walking at you down the street toward you, two of them voted for Trump. You need to move over to the other sidewalk because these are not good people yeah. that are walking towards you. 
you should be afraid of them. And the on third one level. probably says, I'm thinking about voting for Trump. Right. Yeah, the, th- well, no, no, the third one is, yeah. is you yeah, and me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, <laughs> right. We're right. like, we're traitors. We're traitors to our race. That's how they see us, too, by the way. Oh, say, oh, the very thing that they accuse us of is what they do. Can you imagine? You know, if you see uh, four black people together, all of them voted for Obama. So you should be afraid. <laughs> you should be afraid and you should avoid them. My goodness. You know, if, if Michael Moore would say that, he would be racist. But for some reason, he's allowed to say that about his own ethnicity. Why is that? Because he's woke. He's woke. And because he's woke, he can now point to other white folks, Americans of European descent, especially if they're male and they voted for Trump, but he could say that they're racist and they should be avoided. Wow. Telephone number is 888-727-BECK. We got Carl out in Alabama. Carl, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, uh, Glenn. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you're not Glenn. <laughs> you're James. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, I have been waiting for this moment for a long time, and a bonus for me is to wish my cousin Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm so proud of you. I got a lot of things to talk about. I don't think I'm going to be able to get them all in. But um, just know that I agree with most of what you're saying, and you actually have added to my uh, category of vocabulary when you say uh, um, Americans of European descent. Uh, I don't like putting labels on things, black, white, green, yellow, pink, purple, or orange, because they all carry negative connotations. Uh, however, I think that's a good one. I, I mean, if we, can be, if we can be of African descent, then they can be uh, of well, European cousin descent. Carl, yeah, Cousin Carl, where I'm African. coming from is, we, you know, we're Americans first. We are Americans exactly. first, and then if you want to make some distinctions, you can tell me where your people are from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I fully agree with that. And that's my, that's my site. Uh, I really don't care about the rest of it. I'm an American. Born, exactly. bred American. 100%. The Constitution is my document and it gives me my rights and, and everything. And uh, no man can take it away from me. No, well, they're trying to. Take it away from me. But they are but they trying. Are. They are. You know, and I also was thinking that, you know, uh, I agree. Uh, I have a love hate relationship with Glenn. I started out loving him because he used a chalkboard to break down things and made it simple. It's like, yeah, I, I, he thinks like I think. Um, you know, uh, my first, my first. Well, I, I guess I won't mention that. But you know, the the second thing is that uh, I started to dislike him a little bit uh, when he came against Trump in the beginning. His explanations were good, and it made me struggle because I trusted Glenn. So I'm saying, if he's against this guy, I better better do my homework. That only made me better for Trump. Uh, and then he came back with his same way that he tries to seek the truth and he tries to, to do what's right, and he now is a Trump supporter. So I, I trust Glenn for doing the right thing, doing the homework, and, 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 and making it simple. So I appreciate that. And, uh, uh, you know, I just want he, – he, he's, he's done it again because he got my cousin on the, <laughs> on the line, <laughs> and I really, appre- <laughs> I really appreciate that. And I, I really – did not realize after all of these years that you had done that, and I have been trying to. Uh, I've, I've done radio and TV, and I've been trying to uh, figure out a way to get to our people. And I only say that because we're practically singing to the choir. I mean, 
you know, what we talk about, the truths that we talk about needs to get to our people because I don't think they're woke at all. I don't think well, Al Sharpton is woke, and you notice I didn't no, say that R-E-V word because he is not unreverent to me. I know what the word means, uh, and I have no reverence for him. Uh, I don't think that Jesse Jackson is woke. I don't think that many of our uh, quote-unquote uh, self-appointed leaders in our community anymore. Uh, I think I think I think some of the better ones died with pops, with your your father. Well, and, I'll and tell so you what, Carol. That what you're saying, what you what you're saying here is really really interesting because you talked about Glenn Beck going through his changes, and you were watching that. You were talking about the chalkboard. You were watching that, and you you were able to follow along. You were able to it taught you to think for yourself. Is in this sense, I, I I'd say that you know TV is. A, a good thing but then the other thing that you mentioned here is you know how you don't trust uh, uh al sharpton you don't trust the jesse jacksons and i think that you're right not to and you say how do we get to our people i would like to put out there that president trump has cut through all of that and he's doing just that he is cutting he is cutting through the media noise and he is reaching uh to the people and they're hearing him and this is why we're seeing the um, approval rate among Americans of African descent grow. We're seeing the approval rate uh, from uh, Americans of uh, Mexican descent grow. As a matter of fact, here's something that a lot of people, especially on the left, they just don't want to hear. Here is a Hispanic Trump voter who happens to be on the television set and they're asking him reporters are asking him why do you support trump i look at president trump as the one who most closely represents my values people Absolutely. will hear that and say values you know what values does the president have so when you say that what do you mean i mean supporting things that i support like uh being against abortion uh being for limited government involvement being for border security whoa wait a minute what being against abortion, being for border security, immigrate. But, 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 sir, you're Hispanic. You're not supposed to support Trump. How did this guy ever end up in the Trump camp? One of the things that is happening in our country today is, is because the media has so discredited itself. Because the media and the Democrat Party has lied to to Americans for so long. People are starting to open their eyes. When President Trump called out Elijah Cummings for his rat infested district. Oh, right. Racist. That's racist. But then you had a few people go into those districts and talk to the people there. And they're like, President Trump is right. I've been here all my life. It's never got better. It's getting worse, as a matter of fact. Look at that. Then they show you a house and it's got a tree growing up through a dilapidated house. They're criticizing the president for saying that Baltimore is rat infested. And then in the background, while the reporter was saying that, they got rats running around. You can't make this stuff up. This is what makes this president so extraordinary and his message so timely. He just calls it as he sees it. And then the media tries to spank him over it. And they're, they're the ones that are proven wrong. And the president's proven right. 
President Trump is not a Republican or or a Democrat. And, you know, he put on that R and thank God for it. But I think that he is he's running the country. His policies are more conservative than we ever could have imagined. But the one thing the president is doing that is amazing is he's cutting through the noise and his message, his policies are attracting Americans, whether you're American of uh, African descent, uh, European descent, whatever descent. It's the ideas that are capturing the imagination. My name is James C. Harris. Sitting in for Glenn Beck, this is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, there's a saying in business, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And now the rapid pace of business, it's hard to keep up with those numbers. Can you afford to expand? Can you make that new hire? Can you launch a new ad campaign? How's revenue pacing uh, compared to last year? Now, most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, so they make business decisions without that critical information based on their gut or worse, their fear. And that's why many businesses fail. Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle. This is the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all of your finances all in one place in real time right from your phone or your desktop. So you don't have to guess anymore. And that's why NetSuite customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500 and you can too. Schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at NetSuite.com slash bag. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today. NetSuite.com slash bag. My name is James C. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Telephone number, if you want to weigh in, 888-727-BECK. You know, it is amazing. I'm going to go back to uh, Michael Moore here for a second. Because uh, with this interview with the Rolling Stone magazine, uh, he, he was talking about how he refuses to participate in post-racial America. He said, I refuse to say because we elected Obama that suddenly that means everything is okay. White people have changed. White people haven't changed. He said, two-thirds of all white guys voted for Trump. That means anytime you see three white guys walking at you down the street towards you, two of them voted for Trump. You need to move to the other side because these are not good people. They are walking toward you. You should be afraid of them. And to me, this is extraordinary. This is an extraordinary admission. This is extraordinary that this guy can get the press coverage that he's getting. This guy is racist. That is a racist notion. And all you need to do is to change the ethnicity and understand that this is way out of bounds. If well, you, I can give you different scenarios. If a black guy said this, if a white guy said this, but see where where Michael Moore is able to get away with it because he's an American of European descent and he's talking about other Americans of European descent. And because you know he's a left winger, 
And it, you can discriminate when you're a left winger. But see, white folks, white folks can't be the oppressors. Or I should say, I'm, I'm sorry, white folks are always the oppressors. So they can never be victims, right? They are the aggressors at all times. And as a result, we have to put up with clearly racist comments like Michael Moore. It's laughable, but it's also very, very dangerous. I think Michael Moore's rhetoric is very, very dangerous. He's a, I remember one of my heroes back in the day, and this is controversial. I used to love listening to Malcolm X, the recordings of Malcolm X. I used to love to listen to him take on the establishment. I enjoyed him more when he evolved out of the nation of Islam and became, you know, went on the, pers- the true pursuit of, of Islam. That's when his eyes really opened. Then he came back and it's even reported that he started having conversations with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it was around that time he got shot. But he spoke bluntly. But even in his, even in, in his um, uh, negative commentary, Towards the European culture, he still evolved to talk about the brotherhood of man. And look how far we've come from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, uh, I Have a Dream speech, where he wanted his children to be judged on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. Now we have the Democrats who are judging people not on the content of their character, but on the color of their hat. Make America great again. (laughs) That hat, that sentiment can get you beat up. Most of the political attacks that we are seeing are not from conservatives or Trump supporters attacking uh, uh, liberals and socialists. No, it's, it's vice versa. And if that Trump supporter happens to be white, well, you know what? They just got what they deserved. Whether it be a 16-year-old kid or a 50-year-old man, that's where the left has brought us, and it is dangerous. One of the things that I've been harping on is how this is learned behavior. Um, And now we have Michael Moore on television uh, teaching other people, like-minded people, to to be this way, to feel this way. We heard from a caller yesterday who said that in New York in a classroom uh, right after the 2016 elections, the thing among the woke to do was to wear a, a safety pin. And that safety pin was supposed to signal to Americans of African descent that these were safe white folks. (laughs) They're woke. They didn't vote for for Trump. And it's laughable, but it's also dangerous. He also talked about how the Americans of African descent didn't like that. They felt belittled. That's what this that's what this ideology, that's what this political movement does. 
There are so many things for us to celebrate as we're moving into 2020. There are so many things that our country is doing that I think is a, a unique and special. One of them is President Trump and the unveiling of Space Force. Now, I have to be honest with you. When I first heard about Space Force, I, I ridiculed it. I, I laughed. <laughs> Space Force! I think about that movie, the cartoon Space Ghost. Whenever <laughs> or what was the one, um, uh, the, uh, the little, the, the puppets? You had uh, Team America. That kind of stuff. I, you know, you know where, where, where did that come from? But after I got done giggling, I started to ask myself a serious question. How come the United States government is not publicly involved in space? The last time we heard from NASA, I believe uh, the Obama administration was putting NASA, uh, made them, um, put them, took them out of space and put them over something like a Arab cultural development. It's been over 50 years since we've been to the moon. And all the space shuttle did really was like, you know, go up and then kind of ride around in orbit. A big cargo ship doing scientific experiments. You know, just kind of, you know, I just. So what what can Space Force mean for our future? And is this something we should be excited about? We're going to we're going to look to the stars coming up next. <laughs> And I really do believe that President Trump is on to something. We'll talk about it. My name is James C. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, I want to tell you what I'm getting my wife for Christmas because she sent me an email. And if you don't believe what I say is true when I tell you about the commercials, ask my wife about all of the stuff that we use that you hear me talk about. And with X Chair, I have an X Chair. I have one in the studio. I have one in my office. And my wife sent me an email that said, I want an X Chair for Christmas. And so what happened? I'm laying my head down on my pillow at night. And she says, you know, they're $100 off. I'm like, I know, honey. I read the commercials every day. So don't believe me? My wife does. The best chair I've ever sat in, and she sits in my office chair as well. She knows. Right now, you'll save 100 bucks off the model of your choice. Plus, if you use the code XWheels, you're going to receive a free upgrade to the X-Wheel Blade Caster. It's high-performance wheels for your chair. It's xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR. xchairbeck.com. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's called Space Force. And space. Going to be a lot of things happening in space. Because space is the world's newest warfighting domain. Amid grave threats to our national security, American superiority in space is absolutely vital. And we're leading, but we're not leading by enough. But very shortly, we'll be leading by a lot. The Space Force will help us deter aggression and control the ultimate high ground, 
With today's signing, I will proudly appoint General Jay Raymond, the first Chief of Space Operations, and he will become the very first member of the Space Force, and he will be on the Joint Chiefs. He will be on the Joint Chiefs, which we are now expanding by one position. That's a very powerful position. So, General Raymond, congratulations, and thank you for everything you've done. Space Force is a go. President Donald Trump, he's created a new military service, as he said, to fight in space, and he signed a three $738 billion defense spending bill. This is kind of amazing. We're talking about 16,000 active duty airmen and civilians who served in the Space Command are now part of the newly minted Space Force. And our goal here is to return to space. But you said this is not like Star Trek. We're not boldly going where no man has gone before to try to, you know, uh, uh, discover new cultures, new civilizations. This is more like Star Wars, <laughs> which, you know, when it comes to the two science fiction uh, uh, genres here, Star Trek is more realistic than Star Wars. Star Wars is sort of like, you know, make-believe. Star Trek is real. <laughs> Have you seen the native Star Wars? Uh, they got a new weapon. I'm not going to say anything beyond that because I know a lot of folks have not seen the uh, the last uh, episode of the Star Wars. Well, how many trilogies were there? Three? But it's interesting because at first the president, you know, people made fun of him. And I, I understand that. But then we have to ask the question, how come we're not doing anything in space? The Chinese, they're doing stuff in space. The Japanese, they're doing stuff in space. But now all of a sudden we're back in and it's a new military branch to boot. And the president, he's been pushing for this. He's been taking criticisms for this effort. He, even from folks who on his side of the aisle. They, they've got all kinds of memes popping up with President Trump as Buzz Lightyear. But you know what? Something tells me that someday we're going to be thanking the president for this bold move. A lot of technology we have today is a direct result of the nation's investment in the space program. And we have the technology. Why do we, what, what has kept us from going back to space? There are some folks out there who, who think, you know what, we, we're not out of it. We haven't been out of it. We just haven't been talking about it i don't want to go down the conspiracy theory lane today here on the on the glimbat program but when you imagine all of the satellites that are in orbit now it, have we ever stopped to think about how populated our orbit is not just with satellites but even with space junk we've got stuff falling from the sky all the time most of the time it falls over the water. But lately it's been falling on land. One person was out hiking when space junk almost hit him. 
There is a lot of science that is done in space, but it is time for America to have our own vessels with our own astronauts without international oversight. I happen to think that uh, all of this uh, Star Trek style, you know, uh, uh, United Nations, uh, United Forces stuff is garbage, especially when you've got China out there cheating. We can't have free trade with China as long as they cheat. And that's why, part of the reason why we're having these negotiations on trade. My question is, if we don't trust them when it comes to trade, why do we trust them when it comes to space? Thanks to today's technology, uh, most of the, the scientific work, uh, most of the work, period, can be done remotely from right here on Earth. I don't think the president envisions, you know, a bunch of uh, rocket ship cowboys zipping around the planet. But we do have space junk. We do have uh, uh, satellite technology. We do have spying going on. And I think that our country should be a part of that, every part of that. Like the president just said, I think that our country should lead in that. Even though it's kind of frightening, because I certainly don't trust the FBI, and I certainly don't trust the FISA courts. But you know what? It would be kind of nice if our team had a bird's eye view on everything that's going on on the planet. With technology placed solidly here on Earth in the United States of America. We have private companies that are making huge breakthroughs. We got SpaceX. We've had, you know, what countries used to could only do, you have, you have, I'm sorry, countries, yeah, and companies are now being able to do it. And that's, that's good. But private corporations will never have the financial backing that a country like America could give this program. So I think from the technological advances alone, we should be there. And I think that the fact that we have uh, countries that are not very friendly to us that are up there uh, doing things, we need to be there. Yeah, I, I think also the that uh, we could come up with something better than Space Force, though. Uh, no. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just the name. <laughs> I don't know what to think except for the fact that when the giggling stops and we look around the world, we see that other countries are very, very active in these space programs, and it bothers me. That we have not been, and I'm wondering why that is. It is the timing of all of this is very, very strange. Because the president, I think he knows something, and I have learned to trust his judgment when it comes to the safety and security of this country. And so, I say, let's go. I say the Space Force is going to, uh, I think is going to have a profound impact on the way we see things in, wait, what? Oh, okay, I got this. Someone's saying, what about asteroids? 
Uh, most of them are discovered by amateurs and lone astronomers. What about uh, uh, what about the United States? You know, becoming a defense force on that. Well, that's kind of kind. Is that is that? Yeah. We have evidence on the planet that asteroids have hit. Do we now have the technology to be able to divert one of those uh, uh, that may strike the planet? Can you tell that I'm kind of out there on this? <laughs> Just kind of out there on this. I don't know. All I do know is this. If we have other countries that are investing their technology into this, or uh, I, I, I think we, we are too. I think something else is going on that's deeper. I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about what that could be. But for right now, we are living in an unprecedented time. And in the same way, when President Trump started running and he started to say, make America great again, and we were proud of America, but a lot of Americans wouldn't say that. Amer a lot of Americans didn't feel that. A lot of us felt uncomfortable because we had been bullied into thinking, you know what? We have so much power. Uh, we're a world power. We need to share this. We're we're. This is illegitimate, illegitimate gains. We used to believe that consciously as a country. It took President Trump reintroducing the idea that America is great. We once were very proud of our space program. And we've had other administrations dismantle it. We've had some administrations talk about it coming back. But just like we had other administrations who promised to move the embassy, you know, to Jerusalem and Israel, but didn't, this president did. And this president proudly is unveiling this program, and it is his objective to make America a better and safer place. So... I'll keep my eye on this, but uh, I think the president, once again, has kept his promises. My name is James T. Harris. Filling in for Glenn Beck, this is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's time to get back into gold because there's a reset coming. And maybe you should do your own homework and consider gold or silver. 1-866-GOLDLINE is the number I would call. You might want to spit yourself out of the system. And the way to do that is to have something in hard gold or silver. Now, you might think you're not able to afford gold. That's not true. I asked them specifically. And I think they're the only ones that do this specifically to do an accumulation special. Now, this is not you getting in debt. This is you doing uh, it's like a layaway a hundred dollars a month and you send a hundred dollars a month and they just keep building your gold portfolio nobody else does that accumulation special get started for as low as a hundred dollars a month please find out if gold or silver is right for you please batten down the hatches 1-866-GOLDLINE 1-866-GOLDLINE get started for as little as a hundred dollars a month 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. Sitting in. This is the last sitting. I want to just want to say to uh, everyone out there, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, sitting in on this platform. 
And I appreciate all of the emails. You know, that took some effort. People had to find out who I am and find the email and send that off. And, and a lot of folks did. I appreciate the text, appreciated the text messages and the Facebook posts that have been left. And I tried to respond to them all. It's an amazing time that we live in. And I think the, the more we tune out the television, the more we tune out the propaganda, the more that we tune out uh, what um, uh, the propagandists want us to think about this country, want us to think about this president, I think the better off we are going to be. I think coming up in 2020, you know, it's going to be a dangerous path, though, because we have seen how the, the Democrats... Uh, we have seen how those in the media are completely devoted to, bought in with resistance. The resistance movement is strong, and it threatens to, to tear the nation apart. Yesterday, I introduced the idea that we are not having or experiencing a coup as much as we are experiencing a cold civil war. I don't want it to become hot. We're keeping our eye on some states that are that are making bold moves. Once the once the left gets in and they have the governorship and they have the legislature, now they're making bold moves to to um, uh, advance their agenda. And out in Virginia, they're talking about confiscating guns. And you got some gun owners saying, "This is hey, this is, uh, this is my uh, this constitutional right to own these guns." They're saying, "We're going to send in the national." Gun. Then you have some Virginians say, okay, well, we're going to form, form a militia. <laughs> oh, time out. Time out. Let us go back and visit the Constitution. Those founding fathers, I think they were brilliant in their wisdom and in their insight. I think right now, we have a lot of Democrats who are who are uh, flirting uh, with that. And actually, they're having a one-night stand with the Founding Fathers. Oh, the Founding Fathers are great when we talk about impeachment. And we, we, uh, uh, we uh, respect the Founding Fathers. But then when it comes to the Electoral College, you know, <laughs> we don't like the, the Founders then. We're in very, very strange time, but we've been in situations that have been worse than this as a country. What I would encourage everybody to do is, is do not take for granted the gifts that we have. Do not look around and take for granted this incredible economy. Do not take for granted that we're having a constitutionalist put on the court. Do not take for granted that we have an administration that is making it easier for people to get into business. And do not take for granted that our country is blessed because of that Constitution and because the Founding Fathers knew that only immoral people could enjoy this type of liberty. So we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for the Democrats and the Republicans. We need to pray for local uh, leaders. We need to pray for each other. That we don't lose these liberties 
on our watch. Thank you so much for joining, my friends, for the last couple of days. My name is James C. Harris. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at James C. Harris Media. I've been sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck.